friends, welcome to the official podcast of Oklahoma Next Gen Leaders. This podcast exists to inspire, encourage, and ignite your kingdom purpose while equipping you to reach your potential for a global harvest. Be sure to follow us on social media and share this podcast with your friends so they can be encouraged. On today's episode, Amanda Borders, a pastor's wife who has a passion to see revival in this generation's youth, talks about the importance of missions trips and encourages us to get involved in missions in some way. You don't want to go anywhere. So let's get into today's episode. Next Gen. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Um, I'm going to be talking about the importance of a missions trip. Um, My husband and I have been privileged to participate um, in several missions trips, uh, either on AYC uh, through the UPCI Youth Ministries at um, American Youth Corps, or on missions trips um, by ourselves, or we've been invited um, to come uh, somewhere and, and preach. And we have been blessed to have uh, visited many countries together. Um, we've taken a few trips to the nation of New Zealand and a couple of trips uh, to Brazil. Um, in Brazil, we were in the northern part and in the southern part um, where San Paulo and Rio de Janeiro is. We've also taken a trip to um, uh, Costa Rica, and this year, or last year, we took a trip to Romania. Um, my husband's also been on several trips um, to the nation of Africa, many different parts in Africa. And then we took a North American AYC trip to the great state of South Dakota. This summer, we're super excited. Uh, we get to take our official last trip with AYC. And in June, we will be going to... Um, Japan. So we're excited about that. Um, I'm not saying all these things to brag on all the different places that we have been able to be, um, but we love traveling. We love missions, um, and traveling is exciting, um, and we've just been blessed and been privileged to be able to uh, participate in all these. But I, I really want to talk about how missions has um, changed me, changed me in ways that I didn't think, um, was possible. Um, it has, mission trips has kind of broadened my worldview. We realized that it, missions and is bigger than just what is in our backyard. Um, I've come to appreciate the different cultures that we've been a part of, um, get to see how they live. Um, we've learned, um, and saw firsthand, um, the history um, of some of these countries. Um, We get to um, see what they eat, um, what they wear, some of their traditions, some of the reasons why they do the things that they do or say the things that they say. And it's really cool to um, experience all of that. But it has changed the way I think and do ministry. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. 
Um, but many times we often, we just kind of like to stay in our little box and our little part of the world. And I'll be the first to raise my hand if anybody asks, you know, who's a homebody here? That's me. I love being home. I love being around the familiar. I love just just being in a place where I am comfortable. But if we're not careful, uh, we can stay in our local church and we can never experience the whole body of Christ, the body of Christ, even here on stateside in different churches in the United States or um, all the all the body of Christ in the churches um, in other nations. Um, but we might not ever branch out and learn maybe about another culture. Um, here in America, we are we are blessed to live in what is called the melting pot, where there are many different um, cultures, nationalities. Uh, they're just, we're so diverse. Um, but you might not stop and appreciate what all that means um, and see um, where everybody came from and um, why that we do the things that we do from different uh, traditions and different things from other countries. And one reason why I love going on mission trips is you get to experience um, a people who don't maybe don't speak your language. They don't live like we we do. They don't do the things um, that we do. They don't do the things um, the way that we do them. But they serve the same God that you do and experience the Holy Ghost just like we do here. Um, it's all the same. We all worship the same God. Um, we all love um, um, we all love God. <laughs> we all worship God and we, and it's just cool to come and experience, um, what all that is. Um, many of the church services that we have attended, they don't have church buildings like we do. Um, not, it's not the same in all different countries. Um, but they, they may don't have a, maybe don't have a, a building like we do, like, um, some of the churches that we've been in, um, if those churches, if those buildings were here in um, the States, they would not pass code. Um, many of the churches, uh, they don't either have air conditioning or heating. Many churches that we've been to, uh, they just have like plastic lawn chairs that they sit in. There's nothing wrong with plastic lawn chairs, but uh, they have those to sit in. Uh, one of the churches that we were in had an, which I call an open air bathroom. It just had four walls, a door, but no ceiling. So you could see the stars at night while you went to the restroom. They uh, might not be in a safe area. We have churches like that um, here in the States where they're not in a safe area. Many churches, they're not in a safe area. Maybe it's high crime. Maybe they're surrounded by uh, gang activity. Um, and many of the people, they don't have the means to come to church. They don't have um, a transportation or a way to get to church. So uh, many of the churches, church services that we have been in, they have walked for miles to get to the church. Um, but in those moments, in those church services, you begin to appreciate the simplicity of just worshiping God. I mean, you can look around and appreciate the sacrifices uh, that the saints have made to be in a church service, uh, what they have had to sacrifice and put aside. Um, maybe they had to put aside money or time to be, just be at the church service. 
many of the people don't have anything. Um, all they have is God. And they, they, they just rely on God so heavily, more than we do here in the States, because they have nothing. Um, so they rely on Him to provide everything that they need. And you just, you can just look and appreciate um, what all that they go through just to get to one church service. After um, seeing how little others have, also in that moment, it's just like materialism just fades away. And you realize um, that you don't need, we don't need all that we have. We're so blessed um, to be able to have what we do have. But you just kind of realize that I don't, I don't need all that stuff. It's just all about God and worshiping God. It kind of puts into perspective. It makes you reevaluate um, what you have and how you spend your time and how you spend your money. And that you can see how happy these people are with just so little. And it's been such a blessing to be able to witness um, the body of Christ in that way. Another thing, missions is important because the gospel becomes more real to you. Um, You get to see firsthand what the gospel is doing in other parts of the world. Um, We have been able to participate in many different outreaches, um, from singing in squares um, to singing in subways and train stations. Um, We have passed out flyers at the beach. We've had a beach service. Um, On our our North American missions trip, um, I mentioned in South Dakota, since our group was so big, um, we were able to canvas the entire communities um, with flyers, um, where a local pastor may not have the manpower, we had many hands and feet, and we were able to um, canvas the entire community with flyers. Um, we've got to see, um, well, there was a, on that beach service that we had, our group was singing, and there was some, um, some people um, preaching, and many people just walked up and just started participating in what we were doing. They were singing and raising their hands and getting um, into what we were doing. And just in a few minutes, they were receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. It was incredible. We can see that here in the States, but we might not see that as often here in the States where people are more um, reserved or standoffish on, you know, what we're trying to do. They might be hesitant to just jump in, but there, the people were just so hungry. They just felt the presence of God and they didn't even know what they were doing, raised their hand and was receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, which was incredible to see. You also begin to appreciate the freedom that we have to worship God. In many places, you can't just walk up to somebody and tell them about Jesus. Um, Here, we can do that. We kind of forget the freedom that we have and we don't take advantage of what we do have and that we can just walk up to anybody and tell them about Jesus um, and invite them to church. You just begin to realize how blessed we are uh, to live in a nation where we can do that. And lastly, if you go on a missions trip, you will just fall in love 
with missions. Um, when you go on a missions trip and see the needs and opportunities around the world, it just gets in your heart. You just just fall in love with missions and people around the world. You just can't get rid of it. It will just it will change um, the way you look at your time and your energy and your resources. And you become more aware of the needs of others. When you come back home, you can you start to become of the aware of the needs, even in your own backyard, um, with the people around you. You just become aware of the needs of others. I mean, we love missions. We will always support missions. I I think we have some of the best missionaries here in the UPCI. Um, I appreciate their sacrifices and all that they do for the kingdom of God. We have been blessed to meet many of our missionaries and get to know them, get to know their families, um, and keep up with them on um, social media or the um, letters that they send um, to the churches. Keep up with them. And it is so important um, to get to know our missionaries, get to know the people who are on the front lines in some of these other countries. Um, when they come to your church, you know, visit their booth, get to know them, ask them questions. Usually they have like a, a bookmark or something that you can take and you can remember to pray for them. Get to know them, pray for them, help support them in any way. What's the saying? It goes, some go, but some go by giving. And you can give, you can give to the cause of missions. You can help them to spread the gospel um, wherever they are. And when you go on a missions trip, you will get to see firsthand where that those missions funds go. I mean, you will get to see that the buildings that they're able to purchase, you'll be able to see um, all the things that they're, all the resources that they're able to get to be able to spread the gospel. Um, and you will also get to see where uh, they can expand um, if they just had more funds. You get to see firsthand kind of the needs that they have in that country and what more funds would open up for them. Um, many people um, have a church that's not big enough um, or they have a church that's um, in a bad area and they want to get into a different area in the community. Some people may need... Um, more resources to be able to reach other people in the community. But you'll get to see firsthand kind of the needs of that area. In Mark chapter 16, we see where Jesus has, he's risen from the dead and he appears to the 11 disciples and he gives them the great commission in verse 15. It says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And then we can also see it in Matthew 16 and 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And our missionaries are doing that. They're sacrificing. They're extending their reach into all parts of the world. And we're also doing that here um, stateside. We're in what we're doing and reaching into our communities. Missions is God's heartbeat. Um, and to go and see our missionaries fulfilling God's heartbeat and their heartbeat for missions just will place a greater love for missions in your heart. It'll get into your heart and you just can't get rid of it. 
and you say, oh, that's great, Sister Borders, that's, that's fantastic. That's, um, I'm glad you shared those experiences with us. But what's the next step? How can I get involved? The next step is first talk to your pastor. Talk to him about if something's been placed on your heart, if a, a certain uh, group of people have been placed on your heart and you want to get involved and experience missions, talk to him and go from there. Um, AYC, which was um, what I was talking about, AYC, many people know that, um, Apostolic Youth Corps, it's a branch of the UPCI Youth Ministries that facilitates the pairing of ministry-minded Pentecostal students with North American and international sites which need and desire evangelism assistance. Um, I know that uh, this year's AYC um, has closed and all the trips are planned out and everybody's already signed up and and they're finishing their last payment for AYC. But keep in mind, for next year, the locations will open on November 1st, and you'll be able to sign up. So keep that in mind. Um, Be praying about that if you feel that that is something that you want to do. The age requirements for AYC trips, um, if you're interested, um, are 17 through 35 for an international trip. So, but also if you are 16 when you sign up, so like you signed up this year and you're 16, but you're going on a trip next year and you're going to turn 17, you are able to um, sign up and go. In our AYC North American trips, I mentioned we went on a North American trip to South Dakota. Um, the age requirements are 15 through 35. So if you are 15, um, you are able to go on a North American trip Um, On that North American trip, there was 15-year-olds on our group. Um, And also, many people do not know, but um, if you say, well, that's that's great, but, you know, now I'm older, I'm married, um, I missed it, I missed that I can't go on an AYC trip. If you are married, you can go on an AYC trip. The only requirements is that you are 35 or younger, and your spouse has to go with you, so you both can go and be able to participate in an AYC trip. And you say, oh, that's great. I've already been on an AYC trip. So if you want to go beyond AYC, there's a thing called Next Steps. This year they're going to Chile. I think it's it's already, um, you can't sign up anymore. Uh, but next year, so 2024, they'll be going to the Mediterranean. So if you feel like um, that's something that you want to do, just keep in mind the application's open this year on July 1st. So be aware of that, July 1st, if you are interested in going to the Mediterranean. Next Steps is a little bit more in depth. Um, They provide on-site three weeks of training and then five weeks of apprenticeship. So you go as a group and you kind of do a more extended in-depth trip to, well, this year they're going to the Mediterranean, so you'll be able to go. Um, But maybe you're more interested in something a little bit more long-term, but not too long. They also have the AIM program and short-term missions. Many of the students that have been on our AYC trips, we get so excited when they send us messages and tell us that that they're going um, on a more extended trip, on a missions trip. They usually um, go to school during the school time, so they're going to college. But during the summer, for a three-month period, they will sign up to go on a short-term missions trip. Um, So if you're thinking about that, um, that's a cool way to um, get involved 
So when you're out of school and you just have the summertime, you can go on a three-month short-term missions trip. And also, in Romania this year, we were able to meet a lady who um, is over um, a conference called Global Connections. So if you've never heard of this, Global Connections, they do it on the off years of um, North American Youth Congress. So they had it last year. But just keep in mind that next year it will be happening on October 24th through 26th. Um, it's a conference where you'll be able to um, meet regional directors. Um, you'll be able to meet missionaries. Uh, you'll be able to meet the short-term mission staff and, and missions coaches. Um, you'll be able to get a, an in-depth um, of information on if you're interested at all in missions, um, kind of how you would go about doing it. They can help you um, create a plan of action that's tailored to your needs and your calling. Um, it'll be just like a, a place where you can just get a plethora of information. Um, I think that's really cool. So if you are interested in that for next year in October. And then also, here in North America, we need missionaries too. There's a program, North American Missions. If you're interested in that and planting a church here in North America, we need missionaries here. But missions, our missionaries need help in many different areas. You may have a talent or um, an ability that can benefit a missionary for a short period of time. If you say, um, I, well, I don't have a specific talent, okay, that doesn't matter. Um, sometimes they just need a body who is willing to work and who is willing to jump in and do what it takes to spread the gospel and not just someone who's there for a vacation or cool pictures for their Instagram, but who is willing to put in the effort um, to spread the gospel. I want to thank you for allowing me to speak to you about one of my passions, missions trips and missions. Um, I hope it benefited somebody. I hope you got information um, if you are interested in all of this. So thank you so much for listening to me today. I hope you have a great day and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening with us today. Make sure to subscribe to the Oklahoma Next Gen Leaders podcast and social media so you can stay up to date on our newest content. Until next time, we pray this episode ignites something within you.